Our gospel lesson for today comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. One of those verses is very famous, and you've probably heard it, well, you've heard it this morning already. But I would invite you, as we read through this passage, to listen for other phrases or words or ideas that strike you, and then Jennifer and I will do this more conversationally, so you have some responsibility for this sermon. And you have less preparation than she or I do, so good luck. Listen now for God's word to you. Now, there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of heaven without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after being, having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, No one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I say to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen. Yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Who will be a witness for my Lord? Who will be a witness for my Lord? Now it's your turn. Who will be a witness for my Lord? Who will be a witness for my Lord? Who will be a witness for my Lord? Soul is a witness for my Lord. Nicodemus was a man who decided to know how a man could be born when he is old. 
Christ told Nicodemus as a friend, man, you must be born again. Marvel not, be wise, repent. Oh, you gotta say that part. Repent, ready? Repent. Repent and be baptized then you'll be a witness for my lord you'll be a witness for my lord you will be a witness for my lord soul is a witness for my lord you guys are pretty good you know that is how i was introduced to this scripture in my family if you know my family at all You know that music is the vehicle for everything. In fact, we live in a musical. Joel used to say, going home to your house is painful. It's like Broadway. Um, But it worked out. But it worked out. So who is Nicodemus? Okay, now this is going to be an interactive, right? So think of it like if you're in a Bible study or, or we're drinking coffee, everybody has their coffee, right? So you've got to be, it's full participation, peoples. So who was Nicodemus? Pharisee, a Jewish leader. Okay, he was a Sadducee, right? He was like on the Supreme Court. Yeah. So, what do you know about that? The Supreme Court? No, no. <laughs> the Sadducees. What do you know about the Supreme Court? That's history. Um, so, this is sort of the group of people that would help. Um, everyday Jewish people understand what they're supposed to do, what's right and what's wrong. They would have disputes brought to them and and judge between people. They also would teach people, so educating them about what uh, the Old Testament, what we call the Old Testament scriptures say and, and how to interpret those things. So that was kind of the water that he was swimming in. All right, so Nicodemus is knowledgeable, right? He is qualified to make judgments. So I want you to picture kind of Jerusalem of, of a time when it's, it's almost Passover and a lot of people are coming to Jerusalem. And, and think about what the smells are, right? Can you smell the food, right? People are, are cooking over fires. There are lots of different people talking, it's noisy, lots of things are going on, and you have Jesus out there teaching. At this point in the story, Jesus has done a couple of big things. Jesus has turned water to wine, and Jesus has turned the tables in the temple. So he's he's cleared the temple. So he's kind of made a name for himself. So we have all of these people in Jerusalem, all this stuff going on, right? People camping and people staying in other people's homes and lots of people on the street. And we have Jesus doing these things that are drawing attention to him. And then all of a sudden, we have Nicodemus showing up to talk to Jesus at night. Anybody have any insight on that? Why might he have gone at night? Hmm. Didn't want anybody to see him. Why might he not wanted people to see him? Doesn't want people to think he's doubting his own knowledge. It's really good. Yeah, imagine John Roberts coming to 
talk with Joel or something. <laughs> right, right. Hmm, how should we uh, rule on that? How can we approach this? Hmm. Well, I love, you know, the part that um, stands out to me, or the very first thing that stands out to me that I had never thought of before is that Nicodemus actually comes to Jesus and Nicodemus could really call Jesus anything, right? He could uh -huh. call him, hey, dude. Yeah. Right? Because he's got some standing. Right. And yet, Nicodemus comes, and he comes before um, Jesus, and he sits down with him, and he calls him rabbi or teacher. He, he acknowledges who Jesus is. So he, he comes before Jesus, and he calls him rabbi. And that, he, that means teacher. So I find it interesting that he's right off acknowledging yeah. this authority that Jesus has. And he even has. says, we know that you're a teacher who's come from God. So he's kind of giving Jesus this credit and this respect that maybe not everybody else had been giving him at that point. Um, I think that's really powerful. Did anybody notice anything else in this scripture? Did anything stand out? I'm assuming it's a familiar scripture to you, but did anything stand out? We have Nicodemus coming, and how many of you grew up Baptist? Anybody grew up Baptist here? What's, what's the question always? Are you saved? Are you saved? Are you born again? Right? Do you know Jesus? Have you taken Jesus as your personal savior? Right? Like that is it. That's the line right there. Right? And here in this scripture is the root of this. So we have Jesus saying, Verily I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. If you're reading the NIV version, it says no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born again. And the word here is, and I had to write it phonetically, and I still can't say it. So the word anotea, is that right? And I don't even have it in front of me. I just moved, I moved on. I didn't look at the Greek. <laughs> Um, it means it means to be born a second time, or to be born from above, or to be born of water and spirit. There is a 19th century Calvinist, Presbyterian, theologian. He wrote, the subjective change wrought in the soul by the grace of God is variously designated in scripture by words such as born again, new birth, resurrection, new life, new creation, renewing mind, dying to sin, living to righteousness, and translating from darkness to light. So right now at your table, what I'd like you to do, or with the people next to you, what I would like you to do is I would like you to take 30 seconds, and I would like you to restate this verse, okay, with changing the words. So what you're going to do is you're going to turn, I'm going to read it out loud, 
And then I would like you to choose either resurrection, new life, new creation, renewing the mind. One of those. Resurrection, new life, new creation, or renewing the mind. And I want you to say that verse to somebody at your table. So this is what it would sound like. Okay, ready? So, verily I say to you, you may not, that's where you'd start, you may not, enter the kingdom of heaven unless you have new life. So, you may not enter the kingdom of heaven unless you change yourself in a substantial way. So, can you do that with somebody near you? It was Charles Hodge. Okay, I was right. Ready, go. Coming back together. Did anyone have something that they wanted to share? Did you morph anything into something new? Oh, up here they liked the darkness to light thing. Translating from darkness to light. Did anybody else find one that really spoke to them? Do you have some? Yeah. So that really brings us to this verse, this John 3.16 verse. Why? Because why is this so? Why should this even be a thing, right? This being born again. And in John 3.16, you know these words. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that that everyone believes in him may not perish have eternal life okay we're going to get this ready okay (laughs) for god for god so loved so loved the world the world that he gave his one and only son that he gave his one and only son that whomever that whoever believes in him believes in him should not die should not die but have everlasting life but have everlasting life or life eternal or eternal life or life in the age to come amen amen did you notice that that was all in past tense Hmm. i love this about this verse i love that it's in past tense jesus so loved jesus so loved the world that he gave i mean this is jesus saying this right God so loved the world that he sent me, right? His only son to care for you, to give you eternal life. But all you have to do is believe in me, right? But did you notice that's all in past tense? God had already done it. God had started loving Nicodemus way before this little conversation. God started loving you way before you came to this place. And God bestows on us grace, right? Grace upon grace. In the story of the, of the turning water to wine, right? He took something that was nothing and turned it into the best, right? In the temple, he took a gathering that was something and he made it pure and new. And in this story, he tells Nicodemus, he says, you can be new, new life, transition from dark to light, make 
the choice, be reborn to everlasting life. If you went on in the scripture, in 17, it says, For God did not send his Son to the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. We don't tend to like that verse. It's not very politically correct. But this is the verdict. And this takes us back to that John 3.16. God so loved the world. The light has come into the world. But men loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But... Whoever lives by the truth comes into the light, is renewed, has new life, is reborn. Transitions from dark to light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. God has loved us. God sent God's Son so that we might know God. And that Son bestows upon us grace upon grace. We are forgiven and are free to move from darkness to light. We are free to be reborn. We see in Nicodemus that Nicodemus would move from sitting with Jesus. By the way, did you notice that like, all of a sudden he's gone from the story? He's sitting with Jesus. He's calling him rabbi. Jesus is telling him what he needs to do, what he needs to be, how he needs to be obedient, right? And Nicodemus goes, mm, mm, I'm not sure about this. Yet, yet this grace has been bestowed. And Nicodemus, as we move through John, will see that he has a change of heart. We'll see him again in the trials. We'll see him again at the death of Christ. And we'll see that he chooses grace. He chooses new life. Amen. Amen.